Welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversation and insight about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator and head of key exploration. Well, what do I do? I seek to wake people up for a living. I seek to inspire meaningful conversations to move people, communities, and organizations forward. It's my life's work. And what you've just opened up is an A volume of Dropping Keys. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I take a deep dive into one or more of the keys that were dropped. In this case, it's a compliment to volume two with co-conspirator Caitlin Dyerly. This is volume two, A. But let me back up. Dropping Keys is, a, is the title of a poem by Hafez, who was a 14th century mystic and poet. Dropping Keys is the inspiration for this podcast. Here it is. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. Now, if you haven't listened to volume two, I encourage it, as Caitlin and I go all over the place, from leadership during a pandemic, to people who teach you to interrogate the world, to parenting. But one phrase that she shared that struck me became the key that we will explore today. She said this, remember, you won't have time to do everything. Remember, you won't have time to do everything. This phrase stood out to me because it's countercultural. It goes against the grain of our individualistic, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, I can do it all ethos. Just Google the phrase, you won't have time to do everything. And what do you get? A bunch of perky life coaches telling you how to manage your time better so you can do everything because you can. You can do everything if you just manage your time correctly. They want to teach you how to be more productive, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. I mean, a lot of us probably waste a lot of time on a lot of things. But what Caitlin shared, the keys hidden inside that comment aren't about time management or productivity. Our time is finite. 24 hours each day, 60 minutes in an hour, you know the drill. Time may be one of the few things in our world that is finite. And no one knows how much time they have to live. Now, we don't like to talk about this very much. I mean, just try bringing that up over cocktails with someone you just met. Oh, hey, um, how much time do you think you got left, buddy? Yeah, that's going to go over really well. So time is finite, and it's also relative some days. Hours, minutes, seconds, take, for, eh, ver. I hope this podcast isn't one of them. And on other days, though, time passes so quickly, you wonder, what just happened? Where did that go? Why is that already gone? Oh, my gosh. Then there are those situations where you're so engrossed in whatever it is that you're doing that time needs to stand, seems to stand still, which is the experience of flow or being in the zone. And maybe that's a podcast for a later time. But Caitlin said, remember, you won't have time to do everything, despite what the perky coaches will tell you on YouTube. I mean, certain times and phases of our lives give us opportunities that other times and phases of our lives don't allow or make much, much, much more difficult. I've often told my children, if you want to backpack across the US or Europe or you want to take a year off and, and go work somewhere or figure some things out or whatever. I'm not paying for it, 
but it's a lot easier if you haven't tied yourself down to debt or to certain relationships or to certain other things. And I'm not against commitment at all, but at certain times in our lives, certain things are just a lot easier than in other times. And so I think it's great to remember that you won't have time to do everything. And so if it is time to do something, maybe you should do that. And maybe you should give some thought to that before you just blindly start making decisions about your life. So maybe there is some life coaching fodder in there, right? You could use the phrase as a way to organize your decisions. I mean, ask yourself, since I don't have time for everything, what's most important to me? What's going to make the biggest difference? I mean, these are basic coaching, life, figuring it out questions. But if you begin to say to yourself, I'm not going to have time for everything. What is it I am going to give my time to? That begins to change the conversation a little bit. Even though that may sound like glass half empty, it's the realist who sees that the glass is actually half full. That's just the truth of the matter. And so the gift of wherever you are, the gift of time and remembering that you won't have time to do everything can spur you to ask questions like this. Will I take the chance today to ask him, her, them to coffee? Do I hurry through this meal with my lover, kid, mom again to get to something else? Do I stay at this job or do I pursue this other opportunity? Or just a basic question. If I don't have time to do everything, if I won't have time to do everything, what should I do? What shall I do today? Most people don't ask themselves that basic question. What shall I do today? Just imagine if you use this key, remember, you won't have time to do everything as a way of organizing your day, your week, your life. It cuts through our excuses and our made-up reasons for not making a necessary change or shift in our lives. And that's why it struck me so clearly when I went back and listened to that podcast again. Remember, you won't have time for everything. And that, thinking about that and thinking about giving our lives to, to the important things and making those hard decisions, maybe actually think of another poem which is kind of rare for me, Don't, not a big poetry person necessarily, but it made me think of the Mary Oliver poem, The Summer Day, and she writes it this way. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? The grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who's eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes, now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do not know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me. What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Remember, you won't have time to do everything. But this key is incomplete without also sharing what Caitlin followed that statement with. So do what you do with joy. So it's not about time management or productivity. It's about being present. For Caitlin in that moment, it was about deciding to be present with her daughter in the moments that she had with her 
and to be present with her work in the moments that she had with her work and to be present with her husband in the time that she had to be present with her husband and to be present with herself in the time that she had to be present with herself and to remember that the things she wasn't getting to did not matter at that point because she wasn't going to have time for everything, but she was going to have time for this thing because as time ticks on, today is all we have. The present is all there is. Again, talk about that at a cocktail party. That'll get some people going. Our lives, we don't live our lives in the past or the future. Now, we can dwell in the past. We can dwell in the future. And dwelling on the past most often brings up regret, shame, guilt. While dwelling on the future mostly just brings up worry, anxiety, fear, and overwhelm. And Jesus said, can you, by worrying, add one hour to your life? Look at the lilies of the field. They don't toil or spin. Look at the birds of the air. If you spend most of your time right now in your mind, in the past or in the future, you miss out on what's happening right now. And right now, no matter what's happening is amazing. Right now, I want you to hear that. Right now, no matter what is happening is amazing. There are things happening in the present moment, even the hardest, struggling, most difficult times. There are things happening there that if you're present to them, will show you a whole new world. Just like Mary Oliver was spent that whole day not knowing how to fall in the grass, not knowing how to kneel in the grass, not knowing how to look at a flower, not knowing how to do all these things, but that's what she did all day. Even though she said she didn't know how to do that, that's what she did Caitlin realized that she had a choice. She could fret and worry about the things that she wasn't getting done, the things, the projects that weren't happening, or she could remember that she wouldn't have time to do everything. And so to do what she was doing with joy. And so I encourage you to seek to be present with whatever you are doing. Give yourself to it. Live in the now of this moment as much as possible and continue to ask yourself, If I don't have time to do everything, what shall I do today? So remember Caitlin's words finally. You won't have time to do everything. So do what you're doing with joy. I hope that this key may have opened up something for you in your life. Thanks for listening to volume 2A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book every single day on my website or Amazon. I'd love it if you'd drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. I also love it if there are people that you know from wherever they are in the world who you think would be great co-conspirators on the Dropping Keys podcast. And finally, may the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself.